And thank you for joining us here for another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, the U.S. Treasury Department will use a modified version of the GREET model as a measurement to determine reductions in greenhouse gas emissions. The agency will use the model as it allocates tax credits for sustainable aviation fuels under the Inflation Reduction Act. The National Corn Growers Association was pleased to hear the Treasury's decision. NCGA President Harold Woolley says, quote, Given that GREET was created by the government and is widely respected for its ability to measure reductions in greenhouse gas emissions from the farm to the plane, we're encouraged by this. We're eager to help the aviation industry reduce its carbon footprint and look forward to helping ensure the final model helps achieve that goal, end quote. Now, GREET, which stands for the Greenhouse Gases, Regulated Emissions, and Energy Use in Transportation, was developed by the U.S. Department of Energy to measure greenhouse emissions from the field to the car or plane. Well, the USDA reminds specialty crop growers that assistance is available for producers who incur eligible on-farm food safety program expenses. The expenses are part of the process for obtaining or renewing a food safety certification through the Food Safety Certification for Specialty Crops program. FSA Administrator Zach Ducheneau says, quote, the program is one of the many ways USDA helps support local and regional food systems and opportunities for small-scale producers. I'm encouraging all specialty crop growers to discover how this program can help mitigate the costs of on-farm food safety certification, meet regulatory requirements, and apply by the January deadline, end quote. Eligible operations must grow specialty crops, meet the definition of a small business, and have paid eligible expenses related to the 2023 certification. The application for 2023 closes on January 31st, and FSA will issue payments after the application period closes. For more information, growers should visit farmers.gov. Well, the USDA's December Livestock Outlook says higher cow slaughter and heavier-than-assumed carcass weights will offset lower fed cattle slaughter in the fourth quarter of 2023. That will leave the beef production forecast for 2023 unchanged. Expected heavier carcasses will carry over into early 2024, along with higher cow slaughter. Fourth quarter pork production was raised 25 million pounds to 7.09 billion pounds, 2.4% higher than during the same period last year. Hog prices are expected to average $54 per hundred weight for the quarter, 15% lower than the fourth quarter of 2022. Now, also, first quarter hog prices, they are lowered by a dollar per hundred weight to $56 as soft consumer pork demand is likely to persist, limiting hog price increases. Now, lamb and mutton imports forecast are lowered in the December report compared to the previous month. In poultry, projected broiler production is adjusted higher for the fourth quarter of 2023 based on strong production in October. While ag officials in several of America's top beef-producing states say federal officials didn't properly assess the risk of disease when deciding to allow beef imports from Paraguay to resume. USDA recently ended a 25-year prohibition on those imports. The prohibition was the result of Paraguay's difficulty in ridding itself of foot and mouth disease. A severe outbreak in the U.S. has the potential to cost more than $200 billion. Many beef industry groups and some lawmakers have opposed the move, saying the risk analysis was based on outdated information. Mike Nag, Iowa Secretary of Agriculture and officials from seven other states, wrote a letter to Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack to consider pausing the decision until a more reliable risk assessment can be completed based on modern visits to Paraguay. Ag officials from Missouri, Nebraska, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Texas, and Wyoming all signed the letter to Vilsack. 
Well, lingering high prices are expected to take a bigger toll on the economy in 2024. CoBank says the biggest problem for farm margins heading into 2024 is the elevated cost of production. While fertilizer prices have fallen, other production costs remain high. However, ag commodities will benefit from more upside price risk than down in 2024. Global grain and oilseed stock inventories are tight by historic measures, and the northern hemisphere will likely have a strong El Nino weather pattern during the growing season for the first time since 2015. The dollar will likely continue its recent decline, and global demand should return to a long-term growth trend. Also, the renewable diesel boom and the smaller U.S. soybean harvest of 2023 will drive an expansion of soybean acreage next year. Profitability for the livestock sector should modestly improve in 2024 as lower feed costs and domestic demand offset weak global exports. Well, the Farm Credit Administration received a quarterly report on economic issues affecting agriculture and an update on the financial condition and performance of the farm credit system. Rising interest rates have negatively impacted many of the finance-heavy sectors, including commercial real estate, banking, and farming. While many agricultural inputs are considerably less costly than last year, profit margins for many farmers are tighter this year. Crop producers continue to see lower commodity prices, especially for corn and wheat, compared to a year ago. Further price risk stems from lower water levels and key waterways used to transport cash grains. Profit margins for some livestock and specialty crop producers are tighter due to weak commodity prices. The system reported solid financial results through the first nine months of 2023. System growth has slowed in 2023 against the backdrop of higher interest rates and tighter margins in a number of agricultural sectors. Well, the United Soybean Board engages in a number of infrastructure investments designed to keep U.S. soybean growers in a global leadership position while also benefiting transport of other commodities and agricultural inputs. USP director and Maryland farmer Belinda Burrier speaks to some of the latest projects. The dredging of the Lower Mississippi River and the amount of partnership that we have building this increasing the depth of the river actually increases the amount of production that we can send down to the river and out export and across the world. And the second one is Port of Grace Harbor terminal expansion in Washington state. These infrastructure investments by the checkoff in research, analysis, and design benefit soybean producers and other commodities too. I was at both of these ports this year and have seen the investments that we have done with our partners, and it has increased their expansion of direct routes to Southeast Asia and other ports across the entire Pacific Rim. So it's really a big plus for the farmers, especially in the Midwest. She says the investments have a big impact on U.S. soybean exports. They sure do, and it's increased the amount that we can ship by over 60% to other ports across the world, and that brings value back to the farm gate as far as it goes, and we can ship our product knowing that we have this support infrastructure-wise. And you can keep up with the latest news from the United Soybean Board. Just go online to unitedsoybean.org, and you can also find the latest news every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on RFD. TV. So again, either go to uh, unitedsoybean.org or watch every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on RFD TV for the latest news from the United Soybean Board. Well, we are out of time here on this episode of American Ag Today. If you have stories for the program, send them to me via email, Jesse Allen, J-E-S-S-E-A-L-L-E-N at AmericanAgNetwork.com. You've been listening to American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.